You know, you, you wonder on, on a, such a, a wonderful weekend, why would you be here? <laughs> exactly, this is what's wonderful. You know, I was thinking I was just driving in. What is it? You know, why would I be coming here? Look at that, it's, it's beautiful. It's Wellington on a wonderful day. You celebrate Wellington when you can put up an umbrella, either on a sunny day or a wet day. (laughs) Because this can be windy, and either way, it'll blow the jolly thing away. And today's one of those days. It's a bit of a joke at our house. It's umbrella day. It's the first thing I do when I get out in the morning is put the sun umbrellas up on the deck. The sun's not even up yet. (laughs) But um, I know we're going to have a great time tonight because I've got one right here. No, it's a dad joke. The <laughs> grape. We're going to have a grape. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one works really bad when it turns out to be an olive. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Especially one that's still got the stone on it. <laughs> but I do pray that... Um, that what's on the Father's heart will draw near to our hearts and draw us near to his heart. And it's not just a night to be out somewhere and think, oh, well, there's somewhere to go. But it, I was just, we were praying before that the Lord's birthing something and it's not a stillborn, but it's something that's birthed and grows into life and to maturity and he's... You know, as elders were talking about, well, what's the heart, what's the key in this? And it's prayer, it's prayer, it's prayer. And why is it, and please hear my heart in this, it's not pointing a finger at anyone. Why is it that we would stand up and say, you know, come pray with us? Yeah, five, six people are there. Now, I know people, parents and children and all, all of life, kicks in and everything that happens there. But consistently, you know, you want to know what I'm like? You watch me and you'll find out what I'm characterised by. And hopefully what I say I'm like, there's a congruency. Because what I am, what I do, is actually what I'm like. And so when we look at the body and we say, yeah, we're a house of prayer. Really? Okay. Maybe that's a prophetic utterance. <laughs> Jesus did. He said, my father's house is a house of prayer. Where's father dwells in the house? Am I a house of prayer? And I please, please don't think I got it all together because I get to the guy, be the guy that introduces about prayer tonight, I feel I fall so short of a standard that's been laid out for me and demonstrated for me. But I believe I'm coming into something more and more and more as he's revealing himself in me in this. And what I want to just share but tonight is, is perhaps a bit of a journey that, that I've been on and where I've, where I've come from into, from into, from into as he's revealing more and more. And I was just thinking as we're, as we're talking earlier on, as we're praying, about time means nothing for God, but it also means everything for him. 
because we've got such a short period of time on it. And yet he knows and he sees and he's at work. And please excuse me, I'm fighting off a cold. I'll try to get <laughs> in the right order. You know, he's he's doing work and he, he wants a complete work, not a rush job. Because at the at the end of the complete work is a complete package. And I might not recognise that he is doing a deep and a complete work in me. I want to rush to the outcome. And I've just been sharing with the guys about how grateful I am that God has withheld things from me that I pray for. When I recognise now that the things that I seek and pray for from the from the posture that I'm sitting in when I'm praying, may not actually align with him. And that he knows the desire of my heart, he knows the desire of his heart, and he knows where they align, and knows that, well, if I give you this now, son, I know what's going to happen down the track. And I know it'll kill you. It'll kill your spirit. It's not good for you right now. So I'm going to hold it back. Oh, what, what, where is God in this? You know, that's a baby. That's a baby carrying on. And I may not even look like that, but my behavior will actually demonstrate it. I'm not coming to the prayer meeting. I'm doing something else. I won't give my heart to prayer because I never got the answer in these other things based on what I wanted and how I saw things and how I think they should be by my intellect and by my working out. I am so grateful for the word this morning. Wasn't that a powerful word? You know? As, as Greg stood and allowed the Spirit to speak through him, the God was giving us a powerful message that was going to challenge us to the core if we hear it. And I love that, that Greg brought in at the end. So what will you do? And we know it's not about doing, but what's your choice going to be? You're going to make a choice or you're not. What will you do? Will you come after me? Because I want to fill you with these things. So the, the, the heart of us as elders and and the Lord's really been speaking to me a lot about shepherding. Shepherding his sheep, his flock. Because he wants them in his pasture. And we want to lead you into his pasture. And as we talked about, well, what would we do in the furnace nights? How would we do this? You know, do we stand up and give you a sort of a 14 point layout on what prayer is and break it all down to all the significant verses that mention about prayer and and there you go so now you're fully equipped happy days I've been there and there's a significant change that's taken place and so we thought as we talked about it, we thought well wouldn't it be more powerful to speak about how are we you live in prayer, how that's been an experience for you, what's changed, what hasn't changed, and what's alive. Uh, I love Sandra's been 
heading home and I didn't like it until the Lord worked the word that was coming out of her in my heart and I realized, wow, that's, this is powerful. And I allowed that to work within me. And this is the work of the word of God. Greg's been speaking it. And I changed the word slightly. We know Jesus Christ is the living word. He is the word of God. So the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Jesus Christ is sharper than any two-edged sword. He is alive and active in me. He is. I'm his. I've made a choice. He draws me, drew me near to him. And I made a choice. I remember distinctly sitting in the van, Queen Road and PDF, were a promise I'd made six years earlier. And he said, well, okay, what's your choice going to be? Radio's off. Uh, And I knew straight away it was God holding me account to a promise I made him in a fit of anger and yelled out. And I said, well, I know you're there. I know he's there. I know you're up there. He's down there. I don't want to go there. I want to go there. I'll choose you. (laughs) (laughs) That was a deep theological... Extent of my. <laughs> but he is so faithful to a Muppet who didn't know any better than to say, Lord, I choose you. So he's faithful to do a work within me if I allow now the living word to be at work at me, to trust. I made it choice for you. I'm now going to say, well, you're not here. In 30 plus years. Now, I think, I think of the, most people who have seen a bread maker, you put all the ingredients, you actually got to stick them in in a specific order. Otherwise, it doesn't work so good. But when you put it in, you can set a timer, I think, so it'll go and you wake up in the morning and beautiful smell of bread and stuff. But if you don't, you get up in the morning, all the ingredients are there. But it's just a stodgy mess. <laughs> it's, it's hardly bread. You turn it on, the paddle starts working. <laughs> it's kneading it around and it's working. And it's twisting it and mixing it to where it needs to be. And I was just seeing he was showing me, this is like the word of God. He's working within me, turning, twisting, working. I, have a, I mean, I'm just so narrow-minded. I'm so, so literal to everything. I used to read Revelation saying I'm going to be a pillar. I thought, I don't want to be a pillar. <laughs> you imagine being eternity. So, as I read read scriptures, there's so many things. It's just so I took it so literally, and then when would my default would be, oh well, okay, now go do it, and there we are, I've achieved it. 
nothing was changing in here, or nothing that I could really perceive, and nothing perhaps those that were closest to me would perceive either, because nothing really was changing. The living word, maybe not like a paddle in a bread maker, more like a jackhammer probably trying to chip away at the rock. <laughs> I know there's a, I don't know, carving a David with appropriate clothing in there somewhere, but I've got to smash all the rock away. And even in the prayer, you know, I'm very grateful that when I gave my heart to the Lord and through all the process and everything that was involved in that, that very guy that I was walking with at the time, well, actually I was more persecuting him at the time. <laughs> in fact, as I just think, thank you, Lord. He said, oh, well, I'll fix you. I'll pray for you, Paul. <laughs> Told me after. And he was he was overcoming a, a serious illness that had just about killed him. And he was in another trade, but working where I was working as a, a plumbing firm, what have you. Oh, I didn't have a fear of heights. Um, you know, I'd stand up on the top of a multi-storey building at the, right on the very edge of it thinking, this is pretty cool. It's also, by the way, very stupid. <laughs> Gust of wind and uh, it's all over rover. But anyway, I used to send him up the ladder and I'd be footing the ladder so I wouldn't slip. Just shake the ladder while he's up there. That'll make him nervous. I mean, what an idiot. But thought it was fun at the time. He didn't appreciate the joke. <laughs> he thought, he'd, all right, I'll pray for you, son. So it was through that process, through him, his, his living witness to me while I was persecuting him. He was a closer friend to me than I'd ever realised. That then I started a journey with him and he, 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 was, he was so clever. The Spirit led it. He said, come, come around our place. When I got saved, he said, well, let's pray together. Six o'clock in the morning. So I'd go around to his place. And after a while, I said, well, why wouldn't you come around to my place? So because a work was being done in me that I was committing to this and I would have to get up and I would have to go. So for years, we'd, I'd go around to his place and pray six o'clock in the morning. We'd pray for an hour together. And it was a good example, a good witness of just praying with somebody of a dedication and a... Um, a learning, a beginning of learning of prayer. But Paul, in his literal way, would look for things or ways to frame it, to make it work properly, and then put God into it. In Jesus' name, amen. Great. Now that's God-driven. I've had... Um, For those of you, is anyone here not aware of what YWAM is, Youth of the Mission? Anyway, please don't be shy. I'll put your hand up if you've got no idea what Youth of the Mission is. Great. Awesome. So Youth of the Mission have discipleship training schools, which we went off to. Uh, in there they have lessons and things around all sorts of things. So it was actually at, at that where the fellow broke my heart and revealed his heart of his father to me that just let me a snotty weeping mess for hours on the table. And that's radically changed my life. I can't disconnect from him and I don't want to. Some other things, a little longer to work through. But in the prayer, you know, you have different methods of praying. 
and, and please hear me, there's nothing wrong with the methods and the information that comes with it. What I needed was the heart posture to be right in it. But because my default, my wiring was so geared to form a structure and now I've achieved it, I was missing the very heart of what was happening in it. And it actually deafened my ears to God to actually speak to me, which then leads me into a place which is counterintuitive to what he's just revealed to me of his father's heart to draw away from him to go, we're well, not answering my prayers. Well, this is hopeless. You know, I want to pray the father's will, not mine. And so different courses it would have been on. I remember one in particular was about praying the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, it's like a 10-step thing. Well, you do this, you do this, you do this. Yeah. Our Father who art in heaven, so start with that. Acknowledge who he is. Worship. Father, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. And I was doing all this. And at times there'd be sort of ebbs and flows into the spirit, but because my heart default was structure, so long as I followed through the structure and spent, great, that was an hour. Done it. <laughs> Achieved something. Maybe. So that has been some of my experience in the past of coming through a uh, a form or a structured Christian church environment out of the Catholic Church. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed are the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Any Catholic who doesn't rolls off your tongue like that because it is drilled into you. <laughs> Our Father, heart in heaven, hallowed be the name. Drilled into you because there's a nun there with a ruler if you get it wrong. <laughs> I'll have none of that. So, where's, where's the heart of that? Now, I know, I know God sees our heart and He's drawing us, wooing us into Him. Just needs to chisel off all these rough edges. Now, if she had, quite a few times with many people but I had such a bad self-esteem and my heart was I was just literally it literally was for me heartbroken and literally in love from a very young age with a, a girl so the same family um, at the church we're all the same age all the kids in Catholic churches all the way through she was gorgeous in my eyes and her eyes, she didn't even know I was alive. <laughs> but you know, we used to used to walk to school together and all, all the rest of it. And and then at intermediate age, all the boys are taken out of the <laughs> Catholic schools and put off in a separate school. And I found out that she had uh, uh, anorexia. And Mum said, "So, oh, you know, Marianne, yeah, she, oh, she's she's in hospital." What? I oh, no, she's. She might die. What? Oh, she has this. Ah, what's that? <laughs> I had no idea. I thought, what? How can this be? You've got perfect beauty. Well, in my eyes. <laughs> How on earth could she see herself like that? So my prayer, and I would pray, Hail Mary, full of grace. I was praying. It's what I, how I knew. I know now, so he's praying to Mary. There's only one mediator between God and mankind, Jesus Christ himself. But God is looking at my heart and knows where my heart is at. Do I, do I believe my prayers were, were 
achieving something for him to no they weren't apart from him or me revealing my heart to him and thank goodness because my prayer was I'm as ugly as a hat full of spiders what have I got to live for if someone has to die take me let her live let her have a life now I think God was looking at my heart to see when, or was, would see where my heart truly is at. That, that I believe that that was a significant part because it's part of my life and my spiritual walk that that's never ever left me. It's as clear to me, I can see it now, as anything else in my life. And so through that journey, he's called me and wooed me to him to bring that into alignment. So that my prayers actually align with him. So as I said, there's only one mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ himself. That my prayers now are driven through him. Because he's revealed himself to me. So where before, as I become a Christian and come into a knowledge of God and come into a knowledge about prayer and had a structure that there was a form to adhere to or to create myself, that even in recent months, he's bringing a deeper work that's realizing it's a revelation of Christ himself within me, the living word at work within me, that I'm able to just rest in him and sit in his presence and trust the one who has saved me, who's paid that ultimate price. He loved, this is something he showed me. He says, well, that I'm a, in the end I decided, well actually, I'm just going to make this choice. You've shown me and demonstrated that you love me like this. So actually that settles it for me now. Because you love me that much, I'm going to trust you with everything in me. And I'm going to trust that you're going to speak to me and that you're going to lead me and you're going to lead me in the life that my dear brother is so beautifully articulating in an apostolic ministry, an apostolic gifting, drawing us all, giving us the option to be drawn into if we'll only let go of ourselves and go, yeah, actually I'm humble enough to go, I've I got no clue. Oh, I've got no clue. So here I am. I can't come any other way. So here I am. But this I know. And if you love me this much, then I know you don't want to leave me here. So you're going to keep speaking to me and you're going to keep leading me on. So there's a few notes and things that I've, I've, I've written down. Some of my past and present experience, so past performance-based, um, my prayers are performance-based in order to receive something. So I'll, I'll do this, I've found out this structure, so if I adhere to the structure and pray the prayer, then I'll get something. Something will take place. And even if it was a prayer for something else, not, not about me, you know the reality is there's... Pride is such an ugly, insidious thing that is, it's like a worm that's inside. 
that really pride is at the root of it and they might pray for somebody else to see their blessing. You know? Well, awesome. How powerful is my prayer? It sucks. It's disgusting. I need him to open my eyes to see how pride sits in my heart. It's wickedly deceitful above all things. And he's broken and well, broken and it's breaking me in this. And my prayer continually in the morning before him is, Lord, pride has no place in the kingdom of God. So I can have no place in my heart. And here I am. I can't come any other way but to open my heart before you. And I trust you to lead me on and reveal that to me. To a present reality for me is that as I've discovered him and a life that comes from him by that simple posture, I can't come any other way. In fact, why would I try for me to do anything else is an insult to this. So I can't come any other way, so I'm going to come the way I am. Now fill me and lead me. And I don't have to now try and drive the answer to force something out. I know through my experience in him that he goes like this. Boom. And I know what he's talking to me about. I don't have to sit there and... You know, when God's talking to you, <laughs> quickly move away. <laughs> Where can I go that I'm away from you? Even if I go to the depth of hell, you'll pursue me there. Why would I want to run away? I'll only run away if I don't know him. If I know he loves me, while I'm like this, then I can come. And he will reveal to me what's important for me to know, for him to work in my heart. It's going to be different for Peter or Sandra or Jane or anyone. It might be the same, but it might be completely different because we're trusting in the one who we know loves us. And I've discovered that the, the performance, because it doesn't become performance, it becomes the performance is there just because it's an innate thing that then just starts to flow. It starts to come out of me. I haven't forced it, I haven't sought after, I haven't tried to make it happen. As I abide in him, you know, the, the whole thing about the grapevine, I just, I, we have the grapes growing out. In fact, you all heard about my my grape story. <laughs> And the neighbours go, well, he cut the jolly thing now, so we've got no grape. <laughs> Except I planted one myself. <laughs> so, but you see, you see the, the, you, if he's vine, we're the branches, the branches that remain and abide. The life-giving sap flows through that, and lo and behold, fruit appears. Doesn't strain, doesn't struggle. Fruit 
appears. It's natural for the vine to produce the fruit. The olive tree's doing the same. That is on his side, but half of it's on ours. <laughs> I love that neighbour. <laughs> In fact, well, I'll be careful I say that. I love his wife. <laughs> She's like Martha Stewart and she does all the preserves and everything. She brings it over. It's great. <laughs> but you know what the point is? Jesus is telling us, remain in me. Don't pull away. Remain in me. Trust in the one who loves you so. And you'll find that the fruit flows naturally. In the past, I would have learned how to do it. Now go do it. My present reality has been learning through intimacy. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit teaching me, speaking into my heart, and now to be, I love you know, the be attitudes, not the do attitudes, the be attitudes, be, be in this, and it will flow through you. How would it be? I heard Greg read out, what was that, the scripture you read out about, um, and they continually met Yep, yeah. Have you got it there in front of What would this house look like if that was our reality? Now, my default? Oh, great. Continually devote. Right. I'm here. <laughs> I'm with you, Lord. Got the sword. And, and I, I would have been, you know, binding up Satan, casting out demons in the street and all sorts of things. You know? Oh, my goodness. Oh, what a muppet. But if we would, that you know why they were devoted? Because they knew. So the devotion was a natural outcome, not a performance to go do. Please hear me again. We have a look at nine fifteen on Sunday mornings at Mountain Movers. And I've got to ask myself that question. And we are people, we've got to be really honest. Honest with ourselves, honest with God. We really do have to. Because we're fooling ourselves otherwise. Is this a reality that I'm at least prepared to want to walk towards? Because I know the one who loves me. So that actually becomes a natural fruit reality of us. So the prayer positions that I looked that I've been in have been, well, I've actually flipped them around now, so the, from where I understand now and what he's been revealing within me, love-based versus task-oriented. The scripture I had that John 5, 19 to 20 
it's in, in the handouts, so you, you'll have that there when they're, when they're handed out. And I love the fact, you know, again, the Lord revealed and spoke to me about, well, hang on, these are not just accounts. These are not just stories that are written down. It's there for me to learn. Now, the beauty for us is that we're on this side of the cross. So we can, we've got a living demonstration, example for us. Jesus didn't just come to pay the penalty that I can be saved. He, he, oh my goodness. Yeah, that grossed out all the ladies, didn't it? <laughs> all the men are going, yeah, all right. <laughs> um, he, he came as a living example. He's uh, the firstborn son. And I think it's in Revelations, Revelation 1 4, I was reading earlier about it's the firstborn of the dead. The first, that means there to be others. That's us. So he was the firstborn for us to have an example. And this is amazing. Now Colossians, Colossians, Colossians 2 says, you know, our attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who being in very nature God, who is God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. This is a PC expanded version now. Something to be grasped, but because he is love and his heart is full of love for his creation, he didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he was able to freely, willingly, because love is driving his heart, let go. And having became, or having been found in human likeness. He became, this is what a contextual example between deity and this, became nothing. So if we grab hold of that in a, in a sort of deity, humanity, yeah, humanity context, that's where we sit in the picture. That, he, you know, that song, how should it be that my king should die for me, that he should become this and the scripture goes on to say that you know that he was obedient to death even to death under the cross and thank you Lord no one can take my life I will lay it down and I will raise it up and God raised him up and therefore he's given a name that is above every other name so he lived a life as a human led by the Spirit, fully led by the Spirit, fully human like us, as an example that I might see that is an example for me to live. It's a reality for me to come into. It's a reality I am coming into more and more. And that I'm to be Spirit-led as He is Spirit-led. So that example... Uh, for, for us is not just, oh wow, it's awesome, he's Jesus and he walked six inches above the ground and had this holy glow around him. No, he was human, just like us. In fact, 
it comes out this way because of the way that I've memorized the, the verse, but he had no comeliness that we should desire him. He had no beauty. He didn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was just any Joe average looking guy. So just like you, just like me, I can walk in this. So what was his example in prayer? I can do nothing but what he, what I see the Father doing. He's in intimate relationship with the Father and he can seize the Father. I love that. And what you were sharing this morning, was it this morning, this morning or yesterday, um, about the, the Pharisees and he said, you know, I don't want what you've got to offer. Go away from me. I want love coming from you. Jesus was the example of love emanating out of somebody who was intimately involved with the Father and saw the Father, I am love, at work and demonstrated that. That comes out of the intimacy. You know, the word prayer is a sort of leaning forward to, to pray, to seek after. Jesus lived in that posture. John 12:49 it says I speak what the father has told me he can only speak what the father has told him because he's there listening he's in intimacy he's resting he's patient he's waiting on the lord as like this he had to wait and sit with the father for the father to speak to him so it became a reality for him now for me love based versus task oriented awake at night versus only a set time to pray. Right, get up, pray from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, do your hour, nailed it. Now I, I thank God that he he worked in my heart and that there was a, a what's the word when you do something regular and a discipline in my life to, to set that aside and that God doesn't waste anything and the scriptures that were read with, I said, for some reason I figured well I don't know all I've got to do at this stage get this in so I'll read and read and read to get it in and trust the Holy Spirit will bring it out had to do a bit, a bit of work on the way through sitting in bed versus kneeling at the floor we heard this morning about Paul writing I kneel before the Father is it wrong to kneel? of course not it's been exhorted in the word but when that becomes a form, right, nailed it. I'll <laughs> nail you, son. <laughs> Praying as led versus a tick box. I've got a book, I'll put all the things, I'll rattle it all off. God bless mum and dad and everybody else. Give me this, give me that. Save the lost. In Jesus' name, amen. Great. One Thessalonians five sixteen eighteen, rejoice and pray without ceasing, because that's where I'd get to. <laughs> pray without ceasing. I <laughs> How do you pray without ceasing? That confused me. So I just say it and think, there you go, that's, I don't know what that means. So I, I guess you pray one hour every day without ceasing. Oh, thank you, Lord. 
You know how rich it is to wake. You know, I shared yesterday to wake in the morning and hear Father say, Son, I want to talk. Can we do it in bed? (laughs) I want come. I want to talk. I want to share with you. (laughs) Come, I want to share with you. Yes, yes. And just spent a beautiful time. Didn't that? It wasn't hours, half an hour maybe. Just kneeling, sitting with him. To wake. I love sitting, celebrating the Umbrella Day in Wellington early in the morning. The rest of the family think I'm nuts. <laughs> get up early, five five thirty, and I'll, I'll get a coffee and I'll sit. Do you know how much this messes with my head? How can you sit with God with a cup of coffee? That's how you pray with God? Right, nailed it. <laughs> maybe maybe I would sit with him and treat him like a person that he is, not some sort of, okay, I'm praying unto the ether. And that change, it's changed me. As I've read his word and I've said, Lord, I don't, I can't, cannot understand this with this. I need you to reveal it to me. So as I read the word and as I'm asking him, Lord, I trust that you will reveal that to me. Not only reveal what it is, but reveal it in me. Now, as I, this is the depth of some of my prayers with him. And just sitting, I, I love listening to the birds. I thank you that I can hear them. I thank you that I can see them. And as I'm walking to the train, he's speaking to me. You know, the, you asked, I asked you about that last week. Well, I had to nail it and get the answer, or am I prepared to sit and wait? As we wait on the Lord will renew their strength. I can wait on someone who I've grown to know, to love, that he will answer me. Maybe not the way that I want the prayer to be answered, or the way that I'd like to answer, but I trust that he will answer those prayers. And that Jesus' example and prayer for me, and this has changed, I got so confused, I don't know if anyone else here gets confused by it. Do you pray to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? It used to be a real battle for me, because you, you must get it right. Okay? That's, this is me speaking for me. Okay? It's got to be right. Instead of allowing him, to do the work within me, to lead me into truth. For the Holy Spirit will teach me and lead me into the truth. And when I realise, well, hang on, you prayed to the Father. You're the example, this living example, and you're praying to the Father as led by the Spirit. And you tell us now, John 16:23, that you will pray and ask the Father directly in my name. Up until now you have only asked me. But there's time coming and we're in that time when you will pray directly to the Father. Now, does that mean you can't pray to the Son, you can't pray to the Holy Spirit? I'm not telling you that. I'm I'm just sharing with the work that he's done in my heart. So I talk to the Son, I talk to the Spirit, I talk to the Father. But predominantly I find myself speaking to the Father and just talking to my Heavenly Father to my Heavenly Dad and he's speaking into my heart 
the Lord speaks to me. I speak to the Lord. I ask Holy Spirit to reveal things to me, and he does. But I ask directly to the Father. And what he is leading me into is the life in him in this, in these other things, the structured, the ten-step how-tos of how to pray the Lord's Prayer. You know, the the Lord's Prayer actually is in John, is it 18, when he prays, 17, he prays for his disciples. The Lord's teaching about prayer is our Father who aren't. So he's giving them an example of, of um, what uh, some of the aspects that are contained in the life of what he's praying. And now he demonstrated that in this. And so while I focus on that, the form and structure, I'm missing the actual demonstration of it over here. So, so that the demonstration of that is something that I'm coming more into now in the form of structure, being able to pick up the scripture, being able to pick up Psalms and read through the Psalm as a prayer of mine because I'm being led in the spirit and it's bringing life. It's not just the words that I'm recounting off the page. Does that make sense? And so I can pray our Father who art in heaven as a as a tool, however you want to say that, to lead me into, Lord, I want to, I want to praise you, I want to worship. And then my, my spirit is led to worship him in the heart of what that line is saying, not say the line, which is so easy for me to do. Say the line. It's form and structure. So love-based versus task-oriented. A constant expectation versus a specific time allocation becomes pray without ceasing. Whether I'm at work, whether at a service, whether at home, whether at two o'clock in the morning, it's just a natural flow that's, that I find more and more now as I'm walking in a closer intimacy with the one who loves me that the prayer without ceasing becomes part of a life, not a performance. So, I don't want to ramble on anymore. I don't know if there, if anyone's got any questions before we just break into the, into the groups to, to, to perhaps dialogue, to read through some of the scriptures, perhaps even pray. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll do that, but I mean, I'll just, if anyone's got any questions, I'm, I'm happy to answer anything the best way I can. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it it would be. A formula. Yeah. Well, just in picking up Psalms, so I might pick up, and um, Chris 
read a beautiful psalm yesterday, Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Yeah, even, even just that. I go, okay, well now I've read it, so therefore it's prayer. Oh, happy days. I've done it. Nailed it. Or maybe that stimulates me because of the relationship that I'm in with the Father and he's revealing his heart in me and I've learnt weight on him. And I'll, I'll pick up in the words of that. And now it's my, my own heart, my own spirit starts to sing in the, at what's lifted within me and it becomes my, my words to him. Do, does that make sense? And that's it exactly. That's it, you're getting his heart. And, and when that stirs within me, and I don't know if anyone else has here experience, but when I find myself in that deep intimacy, I, I used to read that scripture, you know, with, we pray with groans and utterings. I thought, okay, well, it's a bit weird. Until I find myself in that place myself, and the words just seem to fail me, and yet there's a... a, a a tightening that's happening within here because there's something that's being birthed in the spirit and all I can manage to do is I don't know Lord but I just want to I don't know and I'll speak in tongues and I'll just praise him but I believe that comes out of an intimacy with knowing the one who loves me and finding his heart and praying his will and his desires not mine